Hang in there, idiot. Smiley Kaufman for 61. Wow. I'm Smiley Kaufman, and this is The Smiley Show. Welcome back to another Smiley Show. Uh, I'm, I'm Charlie Hume. He's, of course, Smiley Kaufman. Uh, I, I'm a little bit, you know, dejected, this being our first topical episode since we were sitting in the same living room, feeding off the same vibes. Uh, you, you've got you got some nice wood paneling behind you. I'm back in my uh, boring third floor attic in Durham, North Carolina. But uh, you, you are where you are because you are, man, you are jet setting right now. You are all over uh, the United States of America, covering golf, doing all sorts of golf-related things. Uh, and the place everyone saw you last was having an absolute blast on 16th hole at the the WM Phoenix Open. Uh, so we're, we're of course, going to get into a ton of stuff, all sorts of things happening at the WM this last week. Um, so we're, we're going to get into all that. Of course, you're, you, you and Kiz calling shots on 16, which is awesome. But it feels like maybe the best place to start to kind of set the tone for the whole, the, the, the week that was uh, at TPC Scottsdale was, was the weather kind of just setting a weird tone for the entire week down there. Very unexpected weather for Arizona. Uh, I feel like you, you may have a rain cloud following you around. I mean, you brought the weather to Pebble beach. You brought the weather to Phoenix uh, I, I think you're in LA now. There might be some weather this week. Like, I, are you glad you packed rain gear? I guess is my first question. Yeah, man, it was, um, just the weather in Monterey was so, I mean, it was just so bad. Um, and then we get to Phoenix. Yeah, it wasn't great there either. Um, <laughs> you know, it rained and then it was, I mean, Shane Lowry called it the cold, most cold he's ever been on a golf course. So like if an Irishman wow. is saying that, like that, that says a lot about just the, the conditions that the guys played in in Phoenix. And, you know, the, like the days that it would not rain, then the next day we would have a frost delay. So it was like mm-hmm. one or the other. It was like, okay, is it raining? Okay, whatever. It's terrible. We're playing in this and it's cold. And then finally the days that, that were sunny, then we had two-hour frost delays. So um, just a just a terrible weather week in Phoenix. Uh, overall, Sunday was fantastic, but still a frost delay in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's kind of it's a miracle they finished on Sunday evening at the buzzer. I, I was looking at the scoreboard heading into the or the leaderboard heading into the day, and I was thinking you we're going to ask Nick Taylor to finish thirty holes after a frost delay. There's just no way. And and not only did he finish thirty, he finished thirty two, which was a minor miracle. Um, th- despite all of the, the the that frigid weather, the rain, frost delays, this and that. Uh, you still managed to have quite a time out there in Phoenix, uh, all sorts of fun stuff. So here, here are the things I have written down. I'm curious if you have others in mind. Uh, had a little shot, a little bit with Joel Damon interacting with some fans in the in the pro shop. That was quite fun. Had a little conversation with the the newly retired Nick Saban. Uh, I saw a video of you, of you running out to the 16th hole as the gates opened on Saturday morning. That was uh, delightful uh, to watch and rewatch. And then, of course, uh, mentioned off the top of the show, hosting coverage on that 16th hole with Kevin Kisner, which was a blast. Uh, I did, the, the the Saturday run, in, in watching that footage, I was scared to death you were going to slip on on that wet pavement and be on the IR for a few weeks. Like, What kind of traction were we rocking on, on the shoes, on the jog out to 16? Uh, I think I have like on clouds. I think that's okay. what I have. Yeah. I think those are my, my tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah. They performed well. Um, the, the man, it, it was a little dicey right there and, and you never know with a mob of people, uh, what's going to happen, uh, especially when you haven't really run since college <laughs> and I had to get to the point quick. It felt like a cross country race. I ran cross country back in, uh, when I was in middle school. So you just kind of have to get to the point. And, and from there you got some, you got some space and, you know, I was, I was ear, ear to hip pocket, you know, like I'm, I'm pumping the arms (laughs) and, but then it got to a point where the adrenaline wore off and then just the overall fitness level, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say kind of set in of maybe you're not built for a a 400, you know, if you will, and more of a hundred yard guy. Yeah. I, I thought I ran a great 100 yards. And then after that, I was just totally gassed. And I, I got to 16, very tired. But also, I'll say this too, uh, the next day I was like walking around. I'm just so 
like I've just my hips are like so tight, my quads are <laughs> sore, and I'm trying to figure out like what did I do last night? Like what did I do anything different? Like did I not like stretch very good yesterday? And then I was like, oh yeah, I ran. Um, I, I forgot I ran for the first time in like five years, so. <laughs> but it was good to see, you know, I was, uh, you know, I definitely got off to, uh, I thought a good start, kept pace up and then just very slowed down pretty hard. Um, and then I, and then I went back because I wasn't on air till, uh, shoot one o'clock that day. And that was at six 30 in the morning, went back and, and I just passed out for an hour, just like totally, um, I was just gassed. I was like, went so back. You just went straight hot, back to the hotel. Like, Cause I was ran freezing. There, ran back. No, no, like, they gave me a ride back. I needed a hot shower and I was like, oh, I'm just going to lay in bed and just like hang out for a little bit. Next thing you know, like, I think I was still in like, like clothes and I was just like, woke. I was like, Whoa, okay. Maybe I'm not built for, for the, uh, the 6 30 AM run to the 16 stands like everybody else. Cause everybody else that ran there went there and drank beer and, uh, and we're partying, but yeah, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'm not quite in shape myself or in shape to be a patron at the a patron at the WM Phoenix. Of, oh, I'm, I'm going to call them patrons. Let's call <laughs> yeah, them patrons. That's, that's, that's good of you. That's big of you. Yeah. There's nothing like that first run years after you ran, like uh, when you're chasing your dog around every once in a while <laughs> and, and you think you got it going, you're like, I, I could keep up this pace and it's, the cardio, cardio leaves you quickly. So and when it's uh, cold, you know. Oh yeah, that's that's the big like, short breaths. Uh, yeah, but it's a different breath. It's like mm -hmm. almost it's almost like your lungs don't know how to work type of breath. You know what I mean? Yeah, like scuba diving a little bit. Yeah, yeah. moist air. Uh, like I'm breathing in a paper bag when I'm running. It's kind of <laughs> what it feels like. <laughs> how, how much of of basketball, high school basketball, Smiley? Do we get boxing out? holding off other runners no, out to the see, 16. Luckily I was out in front. Like we, I gave Getting myself a position, like a Love three that. and a half yard head start just because Huge. all it takes is two dudes to start sprinting for the entire pack of zebras to, to start going. And then it's just <laughs> running for the bulls from there. And I knew that I have, I'm a long strider. So I'm a long strider. I knew as long as like I'm in a position to be able to get off to a quick start with a couple good steps. Cause you know, it, you just can't get tripped up. So I just needed to not get tripped up at the can't beginning. Um, <laughs> my producer was concerned. He was just like, just don't get hurt. And I'm like, okay. And didn't get hurt. <laughs> what did I get sore? Yes. But yeah, and it was, it was a uh, shout out to all the boys that, that go straight from the bar to that type of situation. Cause I bet they're hurting today on Monday. It's amazing. It's a, it's an amazing feat. Uh, the running of the bulls imagery is great. I can just imagine you just like clinging to the side of the fence for dear life. It's like a herd of human beings are running out to 16. Yeah. Like, I had to get out of the way. Didn't want to get gored, you know, yeah. couldn't, couldn't risk it. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was a lot. Um, well that, well, okay. And then, and then of course you go back, you get your nap in and then you head <laughs> back out. <laughs> uh, that, that looked, uh, like a ton of fun. I'd say you and kids, I mean, kids was, was of course, uh, on the show, golly, about a month ago now, I want to say maybe, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, right around the Sony open and you two had a blast kids, you know, telling amazing stories, told the, the Phil Mickelson president's cup astrologer story, which was a, was a fan favorite of many on the internet. Uh, so, so, so awesome seeing you all same place, same time co-hosting coverage. I love the, uh, Dumb and Dumber hand warmer conversation. That was a high point. I also love the uh, Arizona state flag conversation. That had some real Lloyd and Harry vibes. Uh, so, I mean, just in terms of the feedback you got, what you saw on social, just the time you had with kids out there, like what were some of your highlights of, of being able to do that specifically with uh, your your brother, your long lost brother? Yeah, my long lost brother. Yeah, dude, kids is... He's the man. He's so funny. And, uh, I think we just overall have like solid chemistry together. Like we didn't, Amazing. we didn't really rehearse anything. We didn't even really hardly know the groups that were coming. We just, they would come up and then we just kind of had bits as we went. And, uh, I loved how kids like even like, Hey, what's that flag left of that American flag? Like he didn't know what it was. And he just wanted to put me on the spot to see if I was sounding like an idiot. Um, which I, you know, for the most part did, um, sound like an idiot, <laughs> and, but then he sounded like an idiot right after. So it, it made it a little better, but, um, yeah, highlights definitely the Arizona state flag. I still laugh about that. Um, everybody keeps laughing about the one where we're shooting like kind of behind, uh, both of our shoulders and, <laughs> I was like, Hey kids, stand up, man. And he wasn't looking at the camera or the, cause we had a monitor next to us to be able to see, yeah. you know, we can watch the shots. Uh, cause we didn't have great angles. So we'd watch the monitor with stuff. And 
I said, hey, kids, stand up. And he looks over at the monitor and, you know, it's shooting it from behind and, he, and it looks like I'm just a foot taller than him. And he, <laughs> so it just looks like he's sitting down, but he's, we're both standing up. <laughs> I thought that one was pretty good. But uh, yeah, no, it, overall, I just, I thought it was great. You know, the feedback was awesome too. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people um, and really had fun, didn't really want to turn the channel, which, you know, I mean, listen, we it was a weird situation in the fact that we were supposed to be there on the back nine with the leaders. It was a, it, it kind of stunk for the fact yeah. that all the leaders were on the front side. We just had the back side of the wave and you know, the front side's boring. Um, it's, it's just not eventful. Um, the way the leaderboard was at the time on the front nine, it was Nick Taylor, Andrew Novak, uh, Thigawa, and then like kind of like the chasers were like JT, uh, Jordan, Scotty. The the tournament wasn't figured out yet on the front nine. And I think that was the, you know, it, it probably would have been a little different if like Jordan and JT and Scotty are in the final group. They probably wouldn't have come to us quite as often as they did because we literally showed every shot <laughs> at 16. Yeah. You know, like I, we were live at 16 and the guys on the front nine were on tape, which is unusual, you know, most of the time the guys on 16 would be on tape and the guys on the front would be live. But, um, you know, I thought it worked out great. in the fact that Sunday was such a great day for golf, we, you know, we cut over 16 every now and then, but we covered all of the golf, like a tournament on Sunday. So, um, you can't appease everybody. I think Mm -hmm. for the majority of the crowd enjoyed just getting to show the atmosphere on 16 and just the lightheartedness of, and, and having some fun with, you know, just the call like kids and I did, but you know, there's all, always the crowd that you can't, you know, it, it's just the, you can't appease everybody. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think that was the thing that stood out to me, uh, was that there are, uh, there, there are, are, are people within the golf media sphere that are critical of certain kind of television products and, and whether they're right or wrong, you know, they, they have the right to have an opinion, but a lot of those people were saying nice things about your broadcast and, and just that the way you yeah. all kind of took, you know, I, and I think you know, maybe it was, I think the one that stood out the most to me that I thought was very fair and, and a good point was DJ, DJ Pajowski of no laying up was saying, look, this is, this is what we're asking for out of a broadcast, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, those are your opportunities to go out and do something fun and go out and do it. And boom, it was, it was a ton of fun. It was, you could tell watching that telecast, how much fun you and kids were having in that booth. And that's, you just can't replace, you can't, you can't invent that chemistry. You can't make it up. And so I think that, that I, I, and then Sunday you're covering a golf tournament, you're covering, you know, guys coming down to the finish, who's going to win the tournament. And so I, I just thought it was, I thought it was great. Despite all the weirdness of the weekend, to your point, the waves being weird, the timing and, and the postponements, um, that, that that looked like a, a true blast in spite of yeah. we the were, rest of the stuff that was happening on the course, which we'll get yeah. to shortly. <laughs> I mean, we were getting texts from players, too, that weren't playing that week, that were watching, that were just trying to chime in on it. Like, I got a text from, like, John Daly was trying to get a word in it for every single day, like, with Kiz and I. Like, he had a word that he wanted us to try to that's get on the so broadcast good. that Kiz would get in because that's kind of up his alley. Like, so it was just fun, you know. There's other top players, too, that I won't name that uh, they were shooting his text about just laughing about some of the stuff we were saying but man, it, listen, it was fun kids, it was fun if you listen kids i don't know that you do you probably have a million other things you're doing we need a recurring kids and cough episode <laughs> on this pod we, we got it there's too much chemistry there to let that go this is yeah. this is there is something there who knows um, uh, you know we we had him signed up for just two events this year we'll see if he does any more um i definitely would love to see him out but also uh would love to see him start playing some good golf too i know he's still yeah um has a lot of good golf in his future you know he's if anything he knows he can do tv which is always nice to know if you can step in for a week you know the flow but also you know you're gonna pick up things about yourself that you see from the broadcast that you can take into your game as well so you know just seeing the other side of it i I know i've mentioned that before i think that'll be uh an added benefit to kids as he uh you know continues you know when you have status man you don't you don't throw that away um and he's got multiple years of it so to me i think it'd be a little early uh to head into tv but um i would definitely love to see him at the big events if if he's not in them for sure so we'll see what happens yeah well while the golf internet was saying lots of nice things about you and kids on saturday 
Uh, their comments about a lot of other things that were happening at the WM were, were not as kind. Uh, there are a couple of interesting. Shut up running. on my TikTok. I saw yeah. on my TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. When when uh, WM content is reaching TikTok in mass, that's when you know <laughs> what alarm bell should be going off at that point. That's not a that's not a normal thing for a PGA Tour event. Um, uh, there there are a number of threads, uh, as you mentioned, on social media of. All sorts of things happening out there, at TPC Scottsdale. That are there are highlights and lowlights. We had uh, an, an entrance closure. We had a stoppage in alcohol sales on Saturday. I believe uh, at the opening of your broadcast with kids, we were hearing some "We want beer" chants in the background yeah, after the yeah. alcohol got shut down. It didn't down. make any sense to us at the time, right? Like it's and then you had Ben on Michael Kim both saying on Twitter fans were you know a little bit out of control. Uh, Zach Johnson, Billy Horschel, Jordan Spieth all had run-ins with uh with fans on the course um we now have a raging debate online as to whether the wm experience has gone too far with the side order of live bots using this week as evidence that the pga tour uh, is a dead product uh which I, I find that a bit laughable uh but sk based on what you kind of saw and experienced out there uh, better worse or the same as in past years at the wm phoenix open you know i think it had everything to do with the weather Mm. it's a great viewing uh, golf course because of all of the hills that give you really nice vantage points across the course. And when those hills are muddy, when you see people falling down just from walking and nobody can sit like they normally can on these hills to create a lot of room for the hundreds of thousands of people that are showing up. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to get really nice and tight because every single um, spot that I saw that was the dormant Bermuda outside of the overseated rye was all just so muddy so so muddy and i feel bad because you know it's it's normally such a green place it's dry and and people can wear whatever they want they don't have to worry about their sh losing shoes out there so i think it started with just first off the viewing situation was not ideal so you got too many people on like in a congested area and the other part I'll mention at the tunnel when I was about to go run out with all with all the people to 16, the the couple of the guys in the line who hadn't been to bed yet, but didn't matter. They hadn't been to bed. It's not part of the story. Just needed to mention that uh, they were like, where do we scan our tickets? And I was thinking in my head, I was like, how are they not scanned their tickets already? Because like this is I mean, we're 30 yards from right of 18 green and they're about to run to 16. Like where? Like you would have thought the ticket thing would have right. already happened because like they're going to go running and they're going to run straight to 16. They're not running to 16 and on the way they're going to scan a ticket like you would scan your ticket as you're coming in to then you go run in. And so I think it started early that morning on that Saturday because now we have terrible viewing situation for just because all of the mud everybody's gonna be on the car pass very tight viewing area on 16 outside the suites which i know is very well documented that it's a little too corporate but i think there's i don't know um it, that's not for me to say but anyways uh to get to my point here i think just the combination of those two things that i heard that that friends of friends were now texting all the, the people they knew in phoenix it's like hey if you don't have a ticket they're not scanning today so they had an extra 20,000 people show up and they got to a point oh, where wow. it was it was too there was too many people they had lost control and that's when security or the police or whoever are running the event from a just a logistical standpoint said we have got to we have to cut off the people that are coming in even if you have a ticket which is I can't even believe that like that how do you get like how do you forget to scan tickets in the morning I I don't know what happened but that was the first problem. You know, they're not scanning tickets. And now you got too many people on a golf course. Now at 1.30, they, they got to send the text that you, hey, we're not, no more alcohol because they've totally lost control of the place. Um, it's sad, yeah. you know, because that's what people go there to do, to have a good time, um, to not lose shoes, to not fall in the mud. You know, that, that to me made the event just not as good of a spectating event. For at least Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because it was so cold Thursday, Friday. Saturday was just also cold, but still so muddy and, and still a little rain in the morning. But Sunday was, I thought, a, a fantastic normal WM Phoenix Open day. And I have a video I can send you of, actually, I, I posted it to my Insta story for, for those that have seen it. 
And it was right after Scotty Scheffler hit that shot on 16, almost made the ace. And it was one of the coolest scenes I've ever, I've ever witnessed because Scotty's walking up to the green and people are just Scotty, Scotty. And it just was like, it's, it, if I was Scotty, like that moment, like walking up to the green, even though he wasn't going to win the tournament. I mean, that's like a, you'll, you'll remember moments like that at the end of your career, just, just thousands and thousands and thousands of people just chanting your name. I just thought it was so cool. And that was, that to me is what the event is about. It's like, um, a star like Scotty Scheffler going up on the 16th, he's trying to fight to win this tournament, almost makes an ace. And then you have the thousands of people cheering on a huge moment. So I know a lot is made about the booze and just the overall, is it too fratty? Is it too much drinking? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I think there is, one, if you're going to have 200,000 people in, in, in anywhere, you're going to find a lot of idiots, a mm-hmm. lot of idiots. So there's, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. The thing I, as a player that I didn't like, just the, we don't mind noise. We just don't like the noise that's directed. That's obvious. Like backswing yell like that mm-hmm. to me is that's where you lose the patience of the players. Um, now the nagging of, of maybe a certain thing about a player. I think that's the thing you sign up for there. Like just the, the stuff that, you know, whether it's, me not playing well for a couple of years and they say, Hey, you're going to go shoot 80 out there. It's like, Hey, you got to stand up there and know that that might be said about you. But, you know, I don't need to name the players that, that <laughs> chat back. But I mean, well, I mean, you have to imagine what was said to Zach. Well, and, and I mean, there, there's video of it. I mean, I think Jordan Spieth and Billy Horschel, Reports were both. I mean, we we saw it for Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel. Actually, was I, I support the Billy one because oh, Billy. Of course, yeah, he was standing up for the Monday qualifiers. Exactly. He's trying to make money. It's like, you know that that to me was really strong of Billy to say that because, listen, dude, this kid just he's trying to make a bunch of money right. and, and he made the cut. Like, don't be screwing up a kid who's like on a on a Monday trying to make a dream um, into a reality. Well, and t- I think you know. Billy's defending a guy where they're yelling in the middle of his backswing. Jordan, someone yelled in the middle of his backswing. Yeah. The Same Zach thing Johnson JT thing. Too. Yeah. Well, we don't know what happened to Zach. We don't know. The, we don't always saw so a video of, speculate. of him taking exception to what was, what is said was a Ryder cup jab. There is uh, a story that was written on this whole topic by Theo Mackey of the Arizona central. That's really well done uh, where he kind of sat down in depth and talked to Zach Johnson and, and I thought there were a, a couple questions and answers that are worth reading that kind of illustrate both sides of where Zach Johnson's at. Cause I think people pull the headlines on Zach and say, he, you know, he, he's, he's, he hates this. You know, why is he playing if he hates this? So, so he's asked, you know, did you feel like things were over the top in a way that was inappropriate over the course of the week, especially on Friday and Saturday here? Zach says this tournament has been inappropriate and crossed the line since I've been on tour. And this is my 21st year bold stuff, right? So then the follow-up there is, at some point, was that a good thing, or has it never been your cup of tea? Zach says, bottom line is, I don't have to play if I don't want to, but I keep coming back. You know, so there's a little bit of, hey, look, I'm still choosing to be here. Uh, and and so the, he's 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 asked, I, I'm just trying to get a feel for how guys are feeling about the event after yesterday. And Zach says, at some point, I don't know what the line is, but you have people falling out of the rafters. You have fights in the stands. It's to the point where now, how do you reel it in? Because it's taken on a life of its own. I think the Thunderbirds probably need to do something about it. I'm assuming they're ashamed because at some point, someone's either going to get really, really hurt or worse. you got a woman falling down 20 feet. Well, that, was, that was an accident, by the way. Like yes. She was like leaned up against a rail and just like somebody was going by and like she fell. Like it was a, a total accident. Total fluke. And I think all of it gets painted in the same brushstroke of, you know, it's all bad without knowing the, the details. I think the last piece that I think is 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 important to, you know, add context to everything that Zach said and everything's been tweeted about it is uh, the reporter asked him, do you expect to be back next year? He says, well, I'm almost 48 and I don't know. I don't have any idea if I'm going to come back or not. That's a team decision slash wife decision. You're hitting me at a very emotional point right now. So if I were to say, I'm going to come back, I'd probably say no, but at the same time, I have no idea. I, I read all that just because I'm curious um, from what you've heard from other players on how they feel about this weekend and how much of that might've been in the moment, knee jerk reactions, stuff that they don't like to deal with on a golf course. And then upon reflection saying, Hey man, this is, this is what this event is. And you know, it may take me some time to kind of decompress or get over it, but also you don't, you don't, you also 
have to celebrate the moments like you illustrated the Scotty coming up those sort of chants. I mean, that happens, uh, you know, at not every tournament with that sort of fan support like that. So what, what, if anything, have you heard from players on how they feel about the way this specific weekend went? I mean, it's just it's WM Phoenix open. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it goes. It's the WM Phoenix open. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's the Catalina wine mixer, man. Like <laughs> we don't mess Catalina around in Phoenix, man. Like, dude, I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't, like those comments to me just are whatever. Like I just, there's just no reason to say them, you know, it's because it's, now you're painting your you backed yourself in a corner. Yep. Now you can't play again. If you do, well, you, uh, if you do, they're gonna they're gonna boo you mercilessly. <laughs> I mean, those worse, people are never man. gonna forget that. Yeah, I don't know. You, you just know what you're signing up for when you right. play there. And I will say that it's it's probably one of the like the back nine is so good out there. Like there's mm. so many fantastic shots. The course design is just so good. And probably, I mean, you can argue that it's. It it is one of the better four hole stretches on the PGA Tour to finish a golf round 15, 16, 17, and 18. It's just a perfect combination of of risk reward down the stretch. I, I just think the golf course and the theater and, and the show, um, it never disappoints on TV on Sunday because you just have to hit such good shots. Yeah. Uh, and 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 we are, uh, and we I guess we're almost thirty minutes into this episode, and we still have not gotten to the golf. We will get to the golf. I promise. Oh, yeah. Who won? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who who won this golf tournament? Uh, I, I I think you know I I agree with all those points. I and I think the other context that this deserves is we are in a, a time in golf where the fan feels left behind in a lot of different ways. You know, and and this is kind of the ultimate fan event in terms of like we get to go and, and do things the way we want to do things here. And so I think some of the like I while I can understand how the players feel and reacting to the to you know things on the golf course that make their job as professionals difficult. Um and I'm not saying that gives anybody a license to like, you know, binge drink as much as they want and disrupt play and you know fist fight or whatever else. I, I think it's it's the whole context here is like this is supposed to be an event for the fans to really enjoy themselves. And if you're going to also cater that to, you know, whether you want to frame it as player needs or safety needs or whatever else, like it's, it's just, it's a tough scene if it's player needs, because it's like, really players are getting, you know, and, and I, I'm not There's, saying that's going to happen. I just think that the optics on that can get a little bit tough from a fan perspective. Well, what's, what's happened here. And like the 16th hole has been tried. It, it's been, try to been emulated at a lot of different tournaments. Um, you know, like the live golf, for instance, yep. like they've tried to do it at Adelaide, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the event in Australia and listen, the Honda classic, um, back when it was a really good event. I know it's, it's, we'll see what type of field it gets this year, but you know, the Honda used to be a really big time event when I was on tour. And I'll say that the 17th hole is probably one of the more difficult part threes that we play on tour and they built a stadium around the tee box and up the side, kind of similar to like their 16th. And dude, it got way out of hand. Mm. And it's the hardest hole that we play on tour. Like one of the hardest part threes. And so. Because that's a party scene too, right? That tournament it, can get a little party scene. -ish. It's the 17 was, yes, they try to make it a party scene on that hole. And, and to me, like it just, as a, when I was playing, I, I was really frustrated with, with, with tournaments that try to recreate the 16th that mm. that it would it just didn't fit with the identity of of the tournament you know like if you're going to be a party tournament it's like man like that that's this is our job we're we're trying to play for you know if like we're gonna have idiots yelling at us about you know i know it's kind of what nfl players or nba players experience every night but i just think it's different right we it's not a team totally. sport it's an individual sport where we're, you know, trying to fight for our, our job every single, every single shot and no harder than the 17th at Honda. And then, um, there's, there's other places like the Canadian open. Um, but I think they do it right over there. Like they have mm -hmm. a really great identity. Um, it's handled really well from the fans, the Canadian fans, like it's the security is great. I thought when I was playing at Honda at 17, it just was a little insane. Uh, 
Yeah, for such a hard hole, like put it on right. an easy hole. Give us a <laughs> yeah. wet, like give us a nine iron. Don't give us a five iron with a in off the right wind off of an elevated tee where there's nowhere to miss it. That's what I'm like. Just make it easy on us if you're going to be have idiots, you know, yelling at us. Well, because what was it Saturday? It was like a gap wedge on Saturday, right? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, gap wedge you a front pants. Well, like I mean, we, it, we can. Yeah, it's every day though. You know, like right. uh, that's true. You got to play sixteen every day, and that. I guess for the events that are trying to make it more fun or having a party hole. And I, I think that's part of it. I think it's cool. Part of the experience mm-hmm. is like a fan that I get to go in and I know I'm going to a very rowdy fun scene. I think that's a great part of a PGA tour event, but just pick the right hole, I guess right, is what right. I'm getting at. <laughs> well, and, and also I, I think, I think it's just, it, it's figuring out. Yeah. Not every tournament can be this tournament, Yeah, but this tournament Got, got an identity, you know, through years of doing this. I don't know if you want to say the right way, but but they they built this thing up in an organic sort of way. I mean, it's it's wild going back and looking at highlights of Tiger Woods hole in one there, yeah, with with no bleachers behind him at all, and it's yeah. just amazing to chart the progress of this events at that point. And so it's like I just hope that you know I, I I I'm sure we'll end up in a place that is. Um, I mean, I, I just hope that there isn't too much loss that, that what no, we kind of reel no. back in is, is maybe a little bit of safety concerns here and there, but maybe just kind of, maybe we got a little too excited about it this year, a little too no, eager, a lot of promotion. It, of like, there was just you know, a lot of things that went wrong. Just, uh, weather, just too many sure. things that yeah. went wrong that just made it uh, just not good function quite as well. And, and one, the last thing I'll say about the crowd um, and the fans there, I, I was a huge mad respect to everybody that showed up on Sunday um, they stayed through the entire, yeah. I mean, th- there was hardly anybody leaving. They wanted to stay and watch the finish. They stayed on 16, Amazing. 17 and 18, um, still like five to 10 deep on those holes to watch the finish. And we, we kicked off the Super Bowl, you know, when the leaders were on 15. So the fact that everybody hung around and wanted to see the finish and be a part of that event, I just thought, man, that to me was a huge, just win for just somebody who's a part of, you know, golf like we are and i'm out there watching mm-hmm. thinking like you know the spectators aren't going to be out there towards the end everybody's going to watch the super bowl there's only going to be a couple hundred people that are still hanging around and there's just thousands and thousands and thousands of people in the last three holes that to me was like man this is really sweet and we had an awesome finish i was shocked by that and that takes us right into the finish we had because watching <laughs> Nick Taylor against Charlie Hoppin in the playoff. I, I forget what I was watching with. They're like, so no one's there, right? Like, actually, it's just as loud as it's been all tournament long. And they're pumped up to see who's going to win this golf tournament, which is a stunner, you know, a, a quarter into the most watched event on television on a yearly basis in the United States. So um, l- let's get to Nick Taylor's finish. I mean, goodness gracious. Charlie Hoppin, he talked a little bit. I feel for Charlie that he left that that last birdie putt in a 72nd hole just six inches short. If he gets to to 22, he probably wins the golf tournament. But Nick Taylor birdies three of his final four holes to get into that playoff with Charlie Hoffman. Then birdies both playoff holes to win. So that's three consecutive birdies on the 18th hole. Led the field in strokes game putting this week. I think it was just shy of 10 strokes game putting on the field. It's just absurd. Um, I know you weren't necessarily following Nick, but just impressions of of the week he had and, the, and this is his fourth PGA tour win. Just, you know, the type crazy, of crazy, right? Four, four wins for Nick Taylor. Yeah. I mean, does that not tell you everything about a guy? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's interesting that are that, you know, his career story, I, like I, I knew who Nick Taylor was and I knew he was one of the better Canadian players, but you know, prior to winning the Canadian open last year, um, you know, it wasn't like he was a guy that, that, I had in the top 50 of the PGA tour in terms of, you know, talent. And now to, to win. And I know this wasn't a signature event this year. It was a, uh, whatever it was called designated elevated event last year, but this, this was, this was a strong field, you know, for a non-signature event, like for him to win the Canadian open, to win this event. Um, I mean, he, he's a, a virtual lock for the president's cup this fall. How great is that too? Isn't that amazing Love to hear that? Yeah. He's yeah. up to 28th in the world. I was just kind of yeah. curious what his what his chart was. He was kind of living in the, you know, the 70 to 60 range. It kind of was right around 50 for a while and now up to 28. I mean, listen, a guy that's won four times on the PGA Tour, I mean, that's that's not many guys have won four times on the PGA Tour, Charlie. I mean, it's there's been a lot of one-time winners right here. 
I've been, <laughs> a lot of guys have done what I've done. Not, you know, once you get to two, it gets a little less, but when you get to four, that's like, it's kind of different company, man. And Nick Taylor, I think is a type of player that once he gets in contention, you just can't rule him out. And I don't know what that means, meaning because is it, is it just because that he, it just happens to get hot that week or is it, or is he just really good? And for whatever reason that week, everything just kind of lines up and he just takes advantage of his opportunities. You know, it's hard to say because winning is so difficult to do because you don't get opportunities. I mean, how many opportunities has Nick Taylor had to win? If he's won four times, I mean, has he had 10 opportunities to win on the PGA tour? It's probably right around that number. Mm -hmm. And to the fact that he's closed potentially close to 50% of the time when he's been in contention is a, a really dang high number compared to a lot of other guys when they get in contention. So for Nick, I think it says a lot about how he can handle himself mentally under pressure and be able to deliver big moments. So when you bring up the Canadian uh, background being in Montreal for the President's Cup, I mean, that's going to be one of the biggest events uh, of his of his life, you know, just to be able to play in front of his home crowd. And he's already won at the Canadian Open. So I'm sure he's going to be the Tiger Woods up there this uh, this fall. Well, and, and it's so it's funny because I, I was thinking without looking at stats, you know, historical stats, stats last year, you know, I looked at the strokes game for this this week in the tournament, but just trying to think of, you know, what is was Nick Taylor's superpower? You know, what's the thing that makes him an elite, you know, tour pro? And the thing that sticks with me most is just that intangible quality of just making the big putt when he needs yeah. it, which is it's hard to kind of define that. But I mean, golly, no, that's a great you thing to have. <laughs> it's 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 the metric. It's the, it's the dog. It's like, he's got that <laughs> dog. dog in him. So you go send like the he, x-ray. He, he go he's check go the x-ray. Like he's going, he's got Canadian a dog terror. in his heart. He's barking. <laughs> but, but even, I even can't thought put him away. you can't put him away. And, and it was, let, let's think about this. He hit it in, he laid up it, on 15, which I think is something that has been lost in this. Cause if he would have lost, we'd have brought this up that yes, man, like if you're losing a golf tournament, you have got to go for it on 15, laid it up. Um, and you know, still ends up winning the golf tournament. So I thought, yeah. I think sticking to and, your and, guns and, had, and had your a game put plan. on 17 that, that, yeah. you know, if, if he, he was making everything else that day, I was stunned at that, but I think there was still like a 10 footer, 12 footer, but still, yeah. you know, you're expecting him to make that putt. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, um, that, that it, even, even the approach shots he hit the last three approach shots he hit on 18, yeah, that's two of those drives one in the pin. rough. It's yeah. a tough, like, that's not a good angle. It's a right pin. He's a drawer of the ball, ball above your feet. You know, I, I really thought, I mean, just continue to give yourself looks was, I mean, yes. judging it out of the rough, especially late in the day. You know, the it wasn't a ton of rough this week. It was actually probably the least amount I've ever seen out there. Uh, but still, I mean, there's a bit of a guessing game uh, to be able to hit it pin high. And he, he kept doing it um, down the stretch. So. Yeah, impressive from Nick Taylor. Obviously, Charlie Hoffman. I I think uh, that was shocking to see, just kind of out of nowhere, him just like the first off. Like I, I haven't. When was the last time I saw Charlie Hoffman like near the top of a leaderboard? It's just right. been so long. Um, not to say because when like, when I was on tour, like Charlie Hoffman was like one of the most impressive players that I'd played with. Not from like a like length standpoint, but just like when you watched him putt, when you watched him chip when you watched him hit balls, it just was just like the same shot every time. And like the ball would roll end over end. And he never, like he's never been outside the top only 25. Like it's just, it's hard to do, you know, and he's been just a model of consistency and what he did this week at a place that, you know, he's worn that WM logo forever. It would have been too know? perfect, right? <laughs> it was like, it, it made too much sense. Like the storyline was like too much there, but yeah, uh, it was good to see him play well. Um, a fan of his, and it, it, to me, it, it was I was happy to see the um, just those two kind of battled as well. Like there was definitely some like good sportsmanship that was displayed by yes. Charlie, just with like clapping, um, just giving like the knuckles to Nick as well. Just for I think it was actually maybe Nick that gave him the knuckles to Charlie. I can't remember which one, but just I really liked the the spirit in which the game was played on that Sunday. I thought there was just a lot of great um, shots, moments, and um, really great theater. 
I, I, I think it went both ways. I, if I'm recalling this correctly, I think when they first saw each other heading into the playoff, there was a little dap there. And then post when they both made those birdies yeah. on the first playoff just like, hole, hey, just like, like, Hey man, great, like, man, that's just like the moment where you're just like, all right, respect, bro. Like respect. I'll also say, man, uh, it was very encouraging as, as someone who, uh, is not getting any younger and, uh, is, has children and, uh, is, has just had a turn pro. Is, is this where you're going no, to say? No, no, no. I just, I'm just watching a 47 year old man wearing a, a back, uh, a heater. I don't know if that was a heating pad, a brace, yeah, that's a, whatever. It's a hyper ice thing. I got it at home. Trust me. I, you'll be there one day. I, 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 I was like, thank God. Like it's not over. Like I, you know, every day that I get, uh, older and more creaky moving around slower uh losing my breath when i run you know kind of where we started this podcast episode i I see that and i say oh there's there's still hope so charlie and and also by the way i can't believe we we, this got lost in the shuffle would have been a great day for the charlie h's out there would have been a really really big day for the charlie (laughs) h's out there had to be said (laughs) was pulling hard for him hopefully he, he gets in this week to the genesis uh by virtue of the swing five so uh what, what was the uh, can you can you read the final swing five do you have that or no uh i can i can filibuster it, was for it a just, second here was it just charlie it that re- did, did charlie just replace steven yeager is that all that happened i believe so let's see how this worked because hold on now what on earth if tiger woods declines invite <laughs> this doesn't make any sense Oh, okay. Okay. I see what happens. So I think it looks like there's a golf. This is a great radio. Uh, there's a, there's, a, there's a NBC sports report that he asked tiger for a sponsor exemption. He said he plays way in. That was but like he said he plays way in. So yeah. the, here, here is, here is the swing five. It's Matthew Pavone, Grayson Murray, Christian Bezayden out, Charlie Hoffman and Kevin, Yu. so Kevin I think you, so I think JT was maybe, Kevin, you always in there. Uh, because uh, Steven Yeager was like the big story was like Steven Yeager was fifth and didn't even play. It was like, what are you doing, dude? Just <laughs> like it made no sense for him not to play because he right. was going to he was assured to lose his spot to not play Genesis. Right. Like if he didn't, that, that's, that's that is very strange now that I'm thinking about that. Like just because he would have gotten in on his number. Well, I mean, like like to, if you had, if you'd have missed the yeah. cut, like he, he wouldn't have gotten in. But if he would have played well and. I don't know. It just seemed kind of silly not to play. What's a bummer is, and I want to see the rest of the standings now. Uh, so this is going to be some more good radio, but um, Jake Knapp, eighth. Okay. Yeah, here, he was, he was, here's your, he choose was, your top 10. It's the five I listed. Six is JT. Seven is Steven Yeager. Eight, Jake Knapp. Nine, Keith Mitchell. 10, Nate Lashley. Okay. So JT, of course, will get into Genesis via top 30 or a sponsor exemption, whichever one he wants. Um, but okay. all right, that's yeah. enough talking about the swing that's five. And then <laughs> next time, I'm been, literally I'm I'm over it. Went you can't you can't hole. track it. Like I I like the concept, but it's like if you're gonna have something that that has the swings and stuff, like it needs to be easier to follow. And right now, like we're not gonna even give it time. Okay, that's good On enough for me. Next. That's good enough for me. Well, let's let's go to a guy who was uh, in the hunt. Was looking like a three peat was in the cards. Scotty Scheffler, you were with him all day Sunday. Uh, you were witnessing a a fourth round in which he gained four of his tournament leading nine strokes gain approach. Uh, how how did Scotty not win this tournament? Man, oh man, I don't know. He should have won. He should have won by three. And he plays the same round every dang time, man. Uh, but Sunday was know, different. Yeah. It felt different in his first seventeen holes. He had made. He had had 12 one putts and he had like hardly missed a green. He's made like 13 birdies in the first like 18 holes or something. It it was just, it was silly. He was putting up video game numbers. And I think he had a little bit of mental fatigue down the stretch. I really do think, I think he kind of just ran out of gas. And I think Mm. there are probably other players that ran out of gas. It was a long week. But I'll give you just the, the nuts and bolts of why Scotty didn't win. And it started, it, there was five crucial mistakes that he made and they were simple. They were simple because he's going to look back and kick himself with not doing the easy stuff well because he did the hard things unbelievably well. Like his ball placement and how how much control he had of his golf ball and making the big putts when he needed to, especially the birdie ones. I mean, he was spot on. He hit it right where he was supposed to, but where he started, it was like, uh, I finished his third round 
um, on 18, hits it to like 40 feet, proceeds to wag putt it into the bunker, which was, <laughs> I was just like, what, what, like everything at this point had been Bad perfect. Tape. And then he puts <laughs> it in the bunker. I was like, what are we doing? But he gets it up and down. It was, it was actually pretty good up and down. So technically a two putt bogey. Um, <laughs> And then he hits a number seven was a par three. He was playing ridiculously hard. He chipped it or he hit it just behind the green. He's only 18 feet away, like kind of a back into the green, sitting up a little bit. Lie misjudges it, um, leaves it about six feet short, misses the putt. So that was an easy up and down that he didn't get up and down. And then he gets back going again. He birdies eight, birdies nine, pars 10, birdies 11, um, makes a great part 12. And then 13, he hits a foreign on the green. And you're like, okay, but Charlie Hoffman just made eagle. And you're like, okay, he's if he doesn't make eagle, he's making birdie. And he hits like the worst lag putt to like three and a half feet short and then just misses the putt. And we're like, oh, there goes. I get my head. I'm like, yeah, I think he just lost the tournament, just not mm. making birdie on 13. And then 14, misses the fairway, like, uh, misses a green just short right really simple simple chip and hits it to five feet six or maybe even like six or seven feet like short it was not a good chip misses that putt so like back to back just bent like just knife in the heart mm-hmm. and 15 hits it short left chips it up to like three and a half feet and then misses that one and then almost makes a hole in one on 16 it's like <laughs> it's like man we were just if we just cleaned up the bull crap yeah. um, on, on those holes and, and this will lead me into my, uh, my one thing that I always used to track and I, and I tell so many high schoolers, amateurs, pros, this, this bit of information that I picked up from Scott Brown and we're having breakfast at Bay Hill. And I think this is my rookie year and Scott Brown's telling me the story about how he had learned from, I think it was VJ's old caddy who had found out that Tiger Woods had this system of being able to track um, his rounds based on doing the easy stuff well. And it was like a point system. And to this day, I still used to track, you know, at the end of my round, how many points I would have in this, in this system. It's, it's, it is so simple, but I'm telling you, if you start keeping track of this, you're going to start seeing your rounds, like, especially like the days as a pro where I'm like, Man, I'm like I feel like I'm not getting anything out of my rounds, and I would go back and check to see how many points I had. And, and the system goes like this: it would be if you had a three putt, it would be a point. So like you're adding up points anytime it happens. So mm-hmm. like like you have multiple three putts, it would be you know you you count it up as points. So three putt would be a point. A a bogey with a wedge is a point. A bogey on a par five is a point. An easy up and down is a point. And a double bogey is a point, triple bogey, double points, whatever. And I'm sitting there like at the end of the day, um, adding up Scotty Scheffler's points. He had five points in in the day. And he had, what is it, 14, 15 birdies or something like that, but still had five points and he lost the tournament by, by three shots. So if he just does the simple stuff well that day, you know, he had he had three simple up and downs. He didn't get up and down. He had two, three putts. And then that's to me was the difference of him not winning the golf tournament. He did everything else well, but he just didn't clean up the simple stuff. And I'll finish out that thought with, by saying I used to always keep track of that point system. And anytime I would have less than four points during the week, it was an automatic top 10. It just was like mm-hmm. I, it, and most of the time I would have it be in contention to win. So any pro that was struggling, I would, I would give them this advice and they're like, wow, it kind of just simplifies like the game because if you get everything up and down, you don't three putt, you don't make bogeys with wedges. It, you're just cleaning up your rounds. Um, yeah. So I hope you wrote that all down. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I both made a mental note, but then I was like, I'm, I'm going to go back and re-listen to this. And then I'm going to go back and look at like my, my last two or three rounds and see like, Oh, 10 points, 12 <laughs> points. Like, Oh, I, I guess see what I'm doing. It wrong sounds here. too simple, right? It's like bogey with a wedge, but like how many times do yeah. you make a bogey with a wedge? You're like, you know, you kind of shrug it off or you're, or you're upset like after it happens or just a simple three pot. Like these are, these are things that you can control, um, things that you can work on that are easy and simple. I mean, double bogeys, maybe not so much because that can happen right off that first tee shot. But. Yes. Yeah, just a little <laughs> high-out, right? All right, but, okay. But, but wedge shots, simple up and downs, right. I mean, three putts, these are all things that you can work on. Well, and I think it categorizes a little better than just looking at scores, too, because it's like, you know, we, you know, you, you can reach a 
par five and two and three putt for par and, and, and look at the car and say, Oh, I made a par like that should be fine. You know, I didn't make a bogey in a par five, but it's like, well, no, that's a point because that was a scoring opportunity. And if, and yes, if you're yeah. playing a it's harder a, hole later and you make a this bogey is a scoring system. Yeah. It's, it's like, it just helps you score better. And I think that's the thing that's this, this wonderful and weird paradox about Scotty Scheffler is that he both, um, he was he perfect. Was, he was flawless. He yeah. was flawless. He was legitimately, it was, it was some of the best golf I've ever watched. And I'm it, telling you that on a day that it wasn't windy. So I'm not going to say like, it was not like some of the best display of golf. It just, he did exactly what he was trying to do every single shot. Like by like in a hula hoop is what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it's like, it's like he spites himself through putting, you know, like he, he, you know, he's, he can hit the ball to 20 feet anytime he wants to. But then once you get inside that 20 feet, it's like, it, it's a, it's a, you know, anyone's guess what's going to happen. But then he also has this odd ability to score in spite of himself. Like the example you just gave of putting it into the bunker and then getting yeah. up and down from there for bogey. And, and it's just <laughs> that, that wonderfully odd mix that gets him to T3 in this tournament that has a lot of good names at the top yeah. of the leaderboard, despite having five points on a scorecard where you're saying, I used to try to not have less than, you know, five points the entire week he did yeah. in one round he still finished where he finished yeah. so well it was it, kind of a combination yeah. of well i say that no he had four in his final round he had he had one in that third round on putting it in in the bunker on 18 oh but, that's right yeah that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. still but still i mean yeah. the point stands of like did i see improvement in his putting heck yes i did did i see maybe some mental fatigue that led to some of those mistakes yeah did he hit the right shots down the stretch to be able to close a golf tournament. Yeah, he did. I mean, the shot on 16 aiming at that flag stick, almost making an ace. Yeah. I mean, that was big time. Um, so I don't doubt his ability to close. I just, you know, I, I have to wonder, was the week just, was it just too long of a week? And then catching guys like Charlie Hoffman that, that, that you know, that take advantage of big moments when he, you know, just didn't, you know, just that's what happens on a back nine on a Sunday. Yeah, I wonder what it's, what will click him back into place because he will undoubtedly click he, back into place right, in the same right. way that like <laughs> he, like look, you don't need look, to adjust that driver. Yeah. It's, it's he's fine. <laughs> well, look at look at the way JT's playing now. You know, since really the 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 Ned Bank last year, right? Like, I mean, he's on an incredible run of form. It's like guys like that don't. It's not like it, it's gone forever. And I think with Scotty, it's just going to be what clicks him into place. But it feels like decades ago we started the week with him. <laughs> uh, getting uh, there was a, a, a loud expletive that was uttered uh, after a miss putt uh, to start this week, and uh, that, that made its way onto the broadcast. and And I watched that, and I was like, "Man, it like, was crisp. It was crisp. <laughs> it was very. It was it was clear for the audience to hear." And I kind it kind of makes me love it most, more. We have that dump button most of the time. I don't know what happened. I don't know if that yeah. was on our. I don't know if that was on our broadcast or another one though either. Yeah, that would have been a that would have been the one to dump. Uh, I don't know how that one didn't get dumped, but uh, but I, I mean, I, you feel for the guy. Like I, it's it's like you know, like man, you know, he's just he's playing. He's in it so good. How's he not won every single golf tournament? But yeah, I feel I didn't. feel like what if we had a rule on the tour? It's like okay, every fifth. Every fifth cuss word makes it the broadcast. So like you get <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's it's like you got to keep track of like you got to really decide what your fifth cuss word is going to be. You know, is it going to be, you know, you can kind of go all over the place. But well, it's, that, well, it's like it's like a it's a brand play. You know what I mean? It's like, what it's, what do I want to make it out to the world? Like, I would argue that, that was a, a, a positive F-bomb for, for Scotty Scheffler. I walked yeah, away. That, I said that, po that point. I like your, him more. In, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe because uh, I've seen those a few times on the course. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So that that's where Scotty is. And, and one that we will continue to keep tabs on as he keeps playing the exact same golf round forever and ever until he until he does it and he starts putting good and he starts winning everything but, he's putting um, good charlie let's yeah. let's let's change our vocabulary the, yeah he's putting fair. fine and he's and he's an unbelievable chipper he just it's winning golf Fatigue, tournaments yeah. is it's Forget a formula it. you have to be able on sunday to to not make mistakes and he made three crucial ones in a row that lost in the golf tournament we've seen him Testing out some new putters with Logan Olson on the it's putting at Pebble yeah. Beach. It's gonna, yeah, you know, he's fine. He's got, he's fine. Find get him off the so. West Coast once he gets to Florida, man. I, I think he's gonna pick up a win in the Florida swing. I, whether it's the players, Bay Hill, um, it wouldn't surprise me to see him win at Genesis. Just like you, you're just not quite sure about the greens at Genesis. They're a little bumpier, yeah, um, a little tougher to make pots, and 
Um, I, I don't take him to be a guy that putts great on Poe, even though he just putted well on overseeded Poe, but, but that's different. Like seaside Poana is totally different than an over overseeded Poana. So we get, we gotta, we gotta start working Kikuya into the vocabulary Ooh. this week. It is, it is Kikuya, Kikuya week. Kikuya. Kikuya rib. Uh, let's chat, let's chat briefly about, uh, Scotty's pards, Sam Burns. Cause Sam now Thank has you. a, a T six, uh, a 10th and a T3 in his last three starts. And that T6, you know, he was right there in the final group and obviously didn't 17, 18 kind of blew up. So that could have been better than, than it was in the 10th. Of course, didn't even get to play the final round. Sam is, is trending. It seems like we, we need to start putting respect on that boy's name because I think there was a lot of conversations about first off, like Sam making the Ryder cup team. I think that was a, a debated pick and it, and that's fine. Like you can debate it yeah. all you want, but like Sam's a world-class player and he just, right. he was off last year. His iron game was off. I, I really, I'm curious what is kind of click for him because we had talked a little bit about Sam, how I think getting away this off season, be able to go and work on it, not in a tournament atmosphere has been able to help his ball striking get back to um, who Sam Burns is, which is, he's a great iron player and he just had a tough year last year. I'm not sure exactly what was off, but um, need to get to the bottom of that so I can report back to all the all yes, the listeners please. and watchers. But um, <laughs> I mean, Sam's one of the best. He's 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 putting it better than anybody right now, and he, it just it it's just so fun to watch that man roll the rock. But what I watch from Sam at the Ryder Cup too, I think a lot of people look at records. Um, for guys at Ryder Cups, President's Cups, and be like, oh man, like he's not, he doesn't play well there. Dude, the President's Cup, Sam Burns was the best yes. player on that American team. He just unfortunately ran into buzzsaws and had Scotty Scheffler play probably his worst golf that he's played as a pro. And he was carrying him and just wasn't getting the ham and egg that, that other guys were getting. And, and so he had a, a losing record at that President's Cup, but he played unreal that week. And then the Ryder Cup, I watched him play Rory McIlroy on Sunday. And, Rory, and and he ran into a buzzsaw. He was, I think they, they made it to 17. He, I think he lost on the 17th hole, but I think Rory was eight or nine under and, and Sam was seven under. So it's like, dude, like, I mean, come on. Right. Like, let's, let's, let's just stop like talking about guys like that. They're not like great, you know, like Sam Burns is in a different echelon that I think, I think the point I'm trying to get to in this is that who is going to be the player that starts to shows signs of of like hey i'm a contender for a masters for a u.s open for winning a tour championship um in a fedex cup like we saw with victor hovland last year and i think sam burns and and someone like jt um and and even shoot jordan as well i think all three of these guys have been you know americans that have have shown that they're in form ready to compete and are finding themselves at the top of the leaderboard every time you turn on the TV, which I think is a really good sign for um, not only Sam Burns, but the other two players I just mentioned are JT and um, and Jordan as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's been a, an odd year because, and the next thing we have on the run now is just, it's, it's been the year of the long shot. I mean, here are the odds yeah. according to at PGA splits one Oh one on, on Twitter, Ron close. I don't know if I'm saying his last name, right? Apologies if I'm not, uh, but Chris Kirk, 200 to one Grayson Murray, 400 to one Nick Dunlap, 300 to one Matthew Pavone, 130 to one Wyndham Clark, a hundred to one Nick Taylor, 175 to one. Uh, I say all that to say, uh, yes, you, you, yeah, before Mr. Koppen, you, you have, you have a I, comment I have to a, make. If, if one of you has a ticket, a receipt on Wyndham Clark at a hundred to one at Pebble <laughs> beach. You Please. send it over to me. Please produce it. You send it over to me. I quit my job and I work for you. I quit my <laughs> job and I work for you. That is, that is a bold <laughs> statement. And, uh, I hope those receipts get lost in the mail, dude. But uh, I, I, I saw that number two. That's not right. That's When did you like, book that? Like before he won the Wells Fargo? Like, <laughs> I, that's, was that a insane that to future? Me, that a hundred to one's like, there's no way he was a hundred to one. It's like the guy who, you know, runs into like a snake on the golf course and starts talking about, you know, it was a three foot snake by, by, by the, you know, three nights later, this thing is now a Python. A, yeah. It's a yeah. Python that they just came from the Everglades. So I think that maybe <laughs> it was a guy who like, you know, I got winning the Clark at a hundred to one, but really got it at, you know, si you know, 60 to one or something like that. That seems a little bit more accurate probably for what his Sharpied odds a little been. zero on the end there. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, but I, I, I say that to say that if I'm thinking about this, the season that we've witnessed thus far, I feel like 
some of, of the play of guys like Sam Burns. I mean, we saw him in the final group of the Amex. We saw JT there as well. But that some of these guys are flying under the radar a little bit because we keep getting these these weird, bizarre headlines that are coming out of these tournaments. And this week is going to be big, I think, for a lot of guys. Like a, another signature event. Um, you know, AT&T was a really weird the way that one finished and the century was a different type of signature event, but all the best players are going to be there this week. I think we're going to have a, uh, we're ha- going to have to have a marquee name winning this event. And, and it would not shock me if it's one of the three guys that you just mentioned there who are in uh great form right now. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's, that's what we got for, for this week. We are on to Genesis invitational week. Uh, Smiley, I've been refreshing Tiger Woods Twitter all day, and I, I got to be honest, I'm a little disappointed because there's Do you a like graphic. The logo? Do you like the logo? I don't know if I love the logo yet, but I want to see it on more things than like leaked copyright or patent filings. So you can mm. you can kind of see the logo. He 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 tweeted this sort of shadowed you know teaser image. On February 10th, it said a new day rises to 24 Well, here's the day, and I don't I'm not seeing any official merchandise with the Sunday red logo on it. And I gotta be honest, I'm I'm pissed. I wanted yeah. to see merch. Okay. So I got two logos right here. Okay. This is Phil Mickelson's logo, him jumping up in the air from the Masters. This is the Sunday red logo over here. Which one are you picking? Ooh, man. That is um that is a tough decision, Smiley. This is a journalistic decision. This isn't Charlie uh, fandom decision. This is who's got the right. better logo. No, just, just in a vacuum. Just yes. which logo is better. I Phil's mean, logo, I, 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 think, I think, I hate to say it, man. There are only two silhouettes in sports that work ever all time. And it might be like one and a half. Like Jordan, the Jordan logo, obviously. And like, if you want to give King Griffey Jr. the Swingman logo. Like that's like a half. I'll give you like a half point there. Like good for Phil. Amazing win. The celebration was great. It's not a logo, bud. It's just, it just doesn't get it done for me. I'm not a fan of the jumping up the, the silhouette logo. I just, I I'm sorry. It's just not my cup of tea. Uh, but at the same time, do you, but is it the, still the Sunday red than- looks like something you took to like a kindergarten. You're like, Hey, draw me a tiger. And they're like, sure, like, give me a, a crown. And then they just do like a little kind of outline. Like, that's the tiger. I'm like, I, like, it's it's cool. It's minimalist. It's, you know, it's, but I just don't, is that a, is that a logo I want to wear? I Are you taking C, none of the above? I think I'm taking C, none of the above. I don't, I'm I'm not, I'm, I don't, neither really move the needle for me. Where, okay. where do you net out here? Um, yeah, uh, I would probably... I got to see what it looks like. I think like you kind of mentioned, because I don't know what the S and the, uh, and the D and the R because, because right now it, it looks like just your basic font on, on, uh, on word. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's like like your your standard font (laughs) to me. I was like, you know, if, if they had like better lettering, I think I would be all in, but I think the letters are just completely turned me off, off the logo. So yeah. And I, and and that's talking logos. I think that's it for me. That's, I, I got nothing been, else to say. <laughs> this has been this has been our brand new segment, talking logos on the Smiley Show. Uh, and it's literally a, like our probably won't our, be back next week. Our swing five and logos <laughs> segments couldn't be tighter <laughs> and more concise. It's like you like it, yeah? No? Okay, cool. On to the next. <laughs> Bite sized for the attention span of the internet. Uh, we're happy to provide. Yeah, I, I just I, I I will say I reserve the right to see it on more stuff where I write it off. Okay. All right. I'll check like, in next week with you. How the minimalist do that? look. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's check, check in, in next let's week. Check in, let's check in. We get a full update. Um, that's, that's all that I have in terms of Genesis, Genesis invitational preview. Uh, you finally get to spend a week at home. Happy for you. Uh, what else do we have? We have, I have, I have a little line here in the rundown tease YouTube drops. I'm, excited for what is on the way for our projects that we shot pebble beach i've been looking at the footage we've been in the edit rooms we're working on finalizing some drop dates but we think these are coming soon and we think we th- we're thinking and hoping that you all are going to enjoy them as the audience i i don't know if i'm gonna like it because my golf game needs help um but it's okay it's okay 
it's it's you're here you it was entertaining it was, inter- it was very entertaining and if i can be of of any value to anybody to come watch me play off it is an absolute journey because we get it there it just we just kind of take a different route and there's there's a three wood that you hit at spyglass hill oh, that God, i have told that? everybody <laughs> who will listen about this three wood uh so i don't care what the score on the card said that shot was electric so that's your that's your teaser all right. Yeah. And look, I, I texted you today that I want to throw my driver in the ocean. So it's a fickle game. You come and go anytime. I should have just thrown in the ocean while I was out there. I'm, yeah. I'm landlocked now. So I'm, I'm out of luck. Uh, but yeah. Totally. Uh, but well, that's what we got for you this week. Um, we will have hopefully a little guest in the feed here midweek. And then we'll come back with a recap of the Genesis Invitational to, to close the weekend out. Then next week, hopefully have some have some drops for you on the YouTube front. So we appreciate you watching and listening, and uh, we will talk to you soon. The Smiley Show is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast.